We play and call it work. Mini Wargamer Dave here from MiniWarGaming.com. Welcome, Wargamers, to the Shrine of Chaos, where we talk about all things chaos, where we dedicate our lives to the chaos gods in the warp. We don't actually do that. That's, that's not true. That is a fallacy. But what we do do is clean up our mess when we're done. We're going to have a good show today. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to chaos common bomb some people. We're going to give away gifts of chaos. And we're also going to scrutinize some... I did it right that time. We're going to scrutinize some of the things that you guys are saying as it pertains to important matters. I'm not going to get into it right now because that would be giving away the secrets. Taking a look at some of the chaotic giveaways that we will be giving away today, this day of reckoning on the battlefield, take a look at these things. Because it's getting close to Christmas, I think it's only appropriate that Mr. Meldrake make his way out to you. Why do we call him Meldrake? It's because the very first Heldrake that I had was created, well not created, was painted and converted, modeled and assembled and painted by my kid sis Mel, and her name is Mel, and I just figured I'd call it Meldrake. That's a lie. I stole it from someone's comment. They called it Meldrake. I thought it was funny, and so it just adopted the name. So now it's a Meldrake. Meldrake will be sent out to a lucky, lucky, lucky winner. I'm going to randomly select the winner later on during this live stream at some point in time. I've also brought in some plans that will be applied to the tournament room in the bunker. So this is very exciting for me because they are all digitally created in 2D slash 3D space, applied to the walls and uh, printed out on paper so that we have a good visual representation of what it will look like when it's done. By the way, this portion of construction will be done by Tucker Construction, not by the bunker crew. So it's a completely different skill set that they're using. Carpenters are being used to... Carpenters, it sounds like a... It sounds like a, a, a program. Uh, carpenters. We'll use the park, parkender, Carpenter program for this. Not Parkender. That's a different word in a different universe. Would you guys like to see the plans for the tournament room? I'm super excited for this. I haven't shown this in a bunker update video yet, so I wanted to share that with you guys here because uh, you are who you are. You are the Shrine of Chaos cultist followers. I think that's a, that's a silly... Silly question, right? It's one of those questions where when, it is, when it's asked, it's just a, yes, of course. Here we go. I love that sound of paper rustling. It sounds like progress. Ooh, take a look at that. I'm going to go a little closer. Take a look at that. Okay, so the theme is industrial, mechanicum, imperium, manufactorum type of feel to it. Okay, I'm going to go down a bit so that you can see the large cargo bay door in the background. See that? That's going to be in the large wall. When you enter the tournament room, you'll see that at the back of the room. Just imagine a massive stencil painted on that door. Probably an Aquila. That's my guess. There's going to be banners hung around 
and everywhere, skulls printed and applied to different areas of the room. Very, very happy. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy with the design. This is the, I'm going to call it the third rendering of what it's going to be. So I am, I am very pleased with the output, the final product. This is a combination of corrugated sheet metal and MDF and 3D printed elements all combined to make this tournament room at the new mini wargaming bunker. What do you guys think? Leave your comments. Let me know. Let me know what you think. I held it up there for quite a bit, but I'm actually, okay, I'm gonna turn to the next page to kind of show a little closer what it will look like. So that's a door, see uh, that shape right in the middle there on the bottom, that is uh, what the door will look like that leads into the storage room. And then I'll just uh, go down a bit. Let me see. Yeah, um, I'll point at that one. So look at the picture there on your left and see how there's like those two small little, they look like crates, but they're not crates, right in the middle of it. Those are actually window shutters. So picture that. When they close, they look like that. When they open, they open up into the outside world. And that'll be really cool and intricate and neat. Lighting will be installed in the ceiling and they're gonna be directional lights that'll shine onto different portions of the panels in addition to the regular room lighting. But there's gonna be this accent lighting all around the perimeter of the room so that it goes on the panels to give it that extra depth of color to make it pop. I'm just, I'm picturing it in my mind. I can, I've pictured it for quite a while and now it's on paper and now I can see it. And so that's just really cool and fun for me to see. All right, let me see some comments here. Those look like the old Necromunda slash Imperial Firebase bulkheads. Yeah, I guess there's a little bit of that inspired. It's a combination of a few terrain pieces that I was looking at that I supplied to the designer to abstractly take and amalgamize into one design. Ah, figs. Dave's doing a shrine and I'm about to go to bed. Well, dad chosen one, you should just forego sleep and uh, join the chaos cult. Make a room out of resin, let people paint it. Mm. Name that tune. The big door sounds amazing. The big door is amazing. The big door is going to be awesome. I can't wait for the big door. Uh, that's going to be the, the focal point, the centerpiece. When you walk into that room and you see that massive door at the end, your eyes will be drawn to it. And the the cool factor, the impressiveness, that's, that's my goal here. That's what I want to go for. And let me see what the actual measurement is on that door. I think it's like, hold on, it says right here. Oh, but it's written... It's printed really, really small. It's 20 feet wide? It's a lot. I will I'll tell you this. It's, it's large. It's, it's really large. It's like 10 feet tall, 20 feet long, something to that effect. It's around that size. That's a really cool design. Thank you, eSonic12. Are you still doing escape rooms? Yes, that's still in the plan to do escape rooms. That is the lowest on the priority list, though, because escape rooms are not required for us to maintain our business and operate as we are currently operating. So that is 
after we are in, we're probably going to be focusing on the escape rooms because I don't see it happening before we move in just for the amount of time that we have and the, the grand opening, which will be next spring slash summer. We're looking at June for the grand opening, by the way. I think I let that slip out of the bag. This is the first time. Let it slip. We're going to plan something big. Ribbon-cutting event. It's going to be massive. We're going to get the Goff Rockers. They're going to perform at the grand opening. It's going to be amazing. I haven't told anyone yet. I honestly just slipped that out right now. You guys are the first to know about it. If it's a tournament room, maybe consider accent lighting at the top table at the top table be neat interesting that's an interesting thought there and not too late to add even after the fact because the ceiling will be exposed the ceiling will be painted black all of the duct work and the electrical cords and the cables and the piping that's all going to be exposed because it's all going to be painted black and it'll all add to the aesthetic of that room on purpose. And if any new work needs to be done, very easy. Just install whatever needs to be installed, and it's all part of the aesthetic. I wanted to go that way. I didn't want to do drop ceiling because it didn't quite fit the aesthetic, and plus it would make the room feel smaller if we did that. Now we get to keep the... It's either 10 or 12 foot ceilings. It's one or the other. It's tall. Whatever it is, it's tall. It might be like 11 feet. It's around there. Should I do Alpha Legion or Black Legion? Uh, definitely Black Legion. Do Black Legion. Why? Because of Abaddon. And he says Defi. So, Black Legion. Like Mini Wargaming. Um, I agree with this. Yes, please do like Mini Wargaming. I won't disagree with your statement. Dave, did you end up writing in Futhark on the Realm Gate? If so, can you tell me what? There were runes that were chosen for the Realm Gate, and I will not tell you until it is up and constructed. One, because I want it to be a surprise, and two, because I don't remember what we wrote. That's why. That's the real reason, and I, I need to be honest. I've I got to be transparent. I just don't remember what it was. There's a lot of details. And uh, this is definitely the language of excuses, which apparently I'm learning a little bit right now how to speak it. So I honestly don't remember, man. I, I don't remember what we put on there. But we did something. Alpha Legion it is, huh? Oh, I see. Ask me a question. I give you an answer. You choose the opposite. Well, don't have a good day. Glad no drop ceilings. Me too. It makes sense there in the tournament room. Other places it makes sense, like offices or hallways. The studios won't have drop ceiling. They have just a straight-up ceiling. As well, there's going to be exposed ceilings and painted black in the studio rooms. What's the most one-sided battle you have been a part in? Hmm. Well, let me tell you, Super Wasp King, most one-sided battle... There was a recent one-sided battle. I've actually had a couple one-sided battles recently. One where I was the recipient of the one-sidedness and one where I was the non-recipient of the one-sidedness. So it was an interesting experience. One that I hope doesn't happen again 
in the close future. Because to me, those aren't as fun. They aren't as fun as a game that seems like it's balanced and tense all the way through until the very end. My very favorite games are ones where you can't tell who's going to win, where every time it's your turn, you feel like you're losing, but every time it's your opponent's turn, you feel like you're losing. Nope, I said the wrong thing. When it's your turn, you feel like you're winning. When it's your opponent's turn, you feel like you're losing. That's what I meant to say. And then it's, it's just fun because there's that constant tension. You care about what happens because every little dice roll matters. And then at the very end, the winner's decided upon one dice roll. There's one dice roll that determines the winner, and it's like a 50-50 chance. So those are the most exciting battles, in my personal opinion. I had the most fun in those, and I believe that it's the most entertaining to watch as well. That is my preferred type of battle to participate in and to film and to be a part of, just so you guys know. Lictoren, any plans for over table cameras? It would be great to have an always available top-down view on the games of the games going on. Uh, yes, there are plans for that. In each studio, there will be tracks installed on the ceiling, two tracks along the side, one track along the middle. Those tracks will be there as a base when we want to install arms that can attach themselves to cameras or lights or mics. That answers that question. That answers the top-down camera view question for live streaming or for regular bat reps or narrative campaigns or whatever we want it to be later on. We have the option to do so, and we're going to. And since we're building it from scratch, we're going to do it. What paints would I need for Black Legion? Specific GW paints? Now that's a question for Chris on tomorrow's show. It's been a long time since I've taken out my brushes and painted Black Legion. A number of years. So, um, I couldn't tell you. I'll be honest. It's been so long since I painted miniatures. Wow, it's been years. Literally years, guys. Should I paint? Should I paint something? Should I? Because i that's how I started. I started in this hobby as an artist. And my creativity has definitely gone a different route than the traditional hobbyist would go in this hobby where they would paint minis and assemble them. What should I do? Should I do something different? Should I paint something? I remember there's been a few times in live streams when I painted a number of models. One time there was a hundred cultists and that's when we applied the wash everything technique to wash them quickly so that we can add detail. And that's what I did back then. I mean, that, that was fun. That allowed me to that afforded me the opportunity to add a lot of models to my army in a short amount of time. I can't remember how long. I think it was all day painting. I also did 100 zombies. That was another thing that I did. And then Warriors of Chaos at one point in time. I remember that. Okay, here we go. If I get some Zinch demons, should I get some Thousand Suns to support them? Yes, because I wouldn't play just Inch Demons. And that's my personal play style. In fact, I was building some lists yesterday. Thousand Suns lists in Battlescribe. And I, I did it. Uh, okay, let me tell you an idea that I have for a new series that I'm going to be doing. And I need to finish creating a list in order to do it. So this is the series. It's part of the Banter Bat Reps. 
and I am making 36 lists. These, hold on, wait, 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 hold on. No, let me, let me uh, backtrack for a second. Nope, that is right. It is 36. So it's the four chaos gods, plus it's Black Legion, and then there's a combination of everything, whatever I choose, undivided, okay? So picture that. That is six different armies, chaos-themed armies that I'll be playing, and they are smaller games. They're 1,500-point games, and the reason why is because I want to do two in a day whenever I have a guest instead of just the typical one game a day where it's 2,000 points or 2,500. If I do 1,500 points, I can get two done and two filmed in a day. And out of these lists, out of each option, I'll roll or spin on the chaos wheel of death. Did you guys like that death wheel, by the way, when I used it in the bat reps? It was recently in the recent banter bat rep. Um, so I'll, I'll choose randomly which god will represent. And then out of each chaos god, six different lists will be made, pre-made lists. And I'll roll randomly to determine which list I'll field. And that's what I've done. I've uh, finished the death guard lists, and I was working on... The Thousand Suns lists. And the reason for this is just because of themed, fun, goodness, uh, because there's a lot of models. And you guys will know soon because the uh, I've recently made a, a whole series of videos that cor uh, corresponded to a army showcase video that I did. I did an army showcase of the entire Chaos Collection that I have. And I made actual, I made six videos, one main video showing off the main army. And then I made five subsequent videos showing off the different portions of the army. And coupled with each of those videos was a battery port that showed off that portion of the army. The very first video being a 12,500 point bat APOC battle against the Glacial Geek. And that was a really fun battle. That was a, it was very banter heavy, which it very well should have been. And it was fun. And then each battle after that is 2,500 points showcasing that specific portion of the army. That was that. And so that kind of spawned this idea of, wow, there's a lot of models here. There's a lot of models that I don't use on a regular basis, and I want a reason to use them. What better than to pre-build a whole bunch of different lists and then to roll randomly to see which one will be fielded against the opponents that day on camera right then and there. And I actually want to build them all, showcase them all on the table, and this is all done beforehand, before the guests arrive. This is all done beforehand. Just picture that. And I get a shot of it. So when I roll, it shows which list will be fielded, which, uh, which, which chaos god. And then the second roll, it'll show which specific list out of those chaos gods will be fielded. And so you'll be able to have a visual representation of the list that will be fielded. And then the next clip will be the army there on the table fighting the opponent. Because I would, I would have already set them all up filmed it all, and then I can use those same clips in subsequent battle reports so that it's it's a very good visual demonstration of what's going on. So it's a good amount of work beforehand, but it's it's a fun in-the-process thing, and you don't know what you're going to get. There's one of 36 different lists that you can possibly see in the battle report, and it's also fun for me because it's not the exact same list over and over and over again, and it's more fun for you guys because there's variety in the lists, and it's fun for the opponent because they don't know where they're going to fight, so it's not like they can list tailor to something, but that's not really what happens anyway. Uh, the guests that come in, they know that I am not a competitive player. They know I am more of a narrative fun player, so the lists that come in, they're not power gamey they're not competitive they are fun lists they're themed lists i love themed lists they are great 
Tom says they need to have a room with a ceiling with a Michelangelo-esque theme, perhaps the creation of Adam with Dave and Matt touching fingertips. Well, that's funny. A um, little bit of sacrilege, but that, that's, that's funny. Zoo Pants, Dave, do you remember that game you played with Drew that you rolled like eight ones and you looked up the odds and it was like 60 million to one? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot. I guess Corn was, uh, was sleeping if it was eight ones. Uh, Butters, uh, Butters of Doom. Hey Dave, have you got any more Dave Learns AOS in the pipeline or any more A- AOS content from you in the pipeline? Uh, I'm assuming when you say aid, you meant to say AOS content? And the answer is yes. I just f- finished filming for Dave Learns Maggotkin, Age of Sigmar Battle Reports. I'm, I'm getting into Maggotkin, so uh, I, uh, just yesterday actually, I, I filmed two games. And it's it's been super fun. So stay tuned for that. And I'll be doing that for a number of battle reports for AOS. And then once that's been done for a while, then I'll choose a different army and I'll do the exact same thing. And it's fun because I get to ask people the comment. I get to ask you know what their strategies are, what kind of list they like to bring, what kind of units they like to field, and look at the comments and then get ideas. And that influences the next lists that I bring. The other thing that influences that are the models on the shelves, the models that look cool, the models that don't get fielded very often, and the models that are fun to play with. All of the above, that's all really good. So to answer your question, Butters of Doom, yes, there is AOS content from me in the pipeline. Iron Dreadlord, Dave, how do you deal with competitive players crapping all over your list when you bought it just for fun? Well, like I was saying a few minutes ago, I don't really... F- fight against competitive players and I have found that competitive players don't like to fight against me and if they are competitive players they don't typically bring competitive lists against me because they know that I'm not that type of player I um well here's here's the practice okay if you've never been here at mini wargaming and fought in battle reports and fought me specifically um, this is how it goes you come in you have your list and then you and I sit down and we create my list together. And the reason why we do that is because of a number of reasons. One, there is, there's a lot of models to choose from. So I, if I really wanted to, I could create a stupid list, a, a very top-tier competitive stupid list that just won't be fun to fight against or to see on the battlefield. A list where when you look at it, it's like, okay, obviously they're going to win. Obviously Dave's going to win because he's got these models. He's bringing three Lords of Skulls in this 1,500-point game or whatever, whatever the case may be, right? Um, so it, it's that for that reason alone, I build it with my opponent because we, we get to choose together what we're looking at, what we're fighting. And through that process... We, we get to feel out the, the, the look and feel of the army, right? Uh, the feel of the game that we're about to play because it's all, it's all custom according to the guest that comes in. So if they've, if they've brought Space Marines and they are infantry heavy, and then we both will craft my list. And so it's, it's essentially list tailoring, but it's not list tailoring to beat my opponent. It's list tailoring to match my opponent so that the outcome of the game is close and 
you won't be able to tell the the winner just by looking at the list. It's just a matter of tactics and dice at that point, and it's in the name of fun and fate is left in the hands of the dice gods. That's the best way. That's my personal opinion. That is the best way of doing it. In my specific circumstance, I recognize that that's not a typical circumstance. You don't typically have a crazy amount of models to choose from and then choose your list, craft it against your opponent. That's not typical. That is atypical. But that's what I do. So should you come in, that's what would happen. So how do I deal with competitive players? I don't really feel like I do deal with them because it just doesn't happen. But if it ever did happen and I got that sense before I started to fight them, I would say to them, I'm not a competitive player. Because actually, I say this really to everyone. I say, dude, listen, man, I'm not a competitive player. I play for fun. I it's. I would rather have fun and make an entertaining battle report than play a pl- competitive game where it's just like the fun comes out of bashing each other in turn one and then one side is dead. That to me is not fun nor is it entertaining. So that's an expectation that's set out right away. And uh, that type of player is not attracted to me. That type of player is repelled by me because I, I, I'm i of the opinion that competitive... I'm, ta- I'm talking about like the the competitive players where they they receive joy when they stomp the the dreams and aspirations of their opponents and that's the only way they can obtain happiness. They see that that is not possible with me and they just, that doesn't even happen. They just give up. They're like, well, he's, I can't get victory with this guy because it's, even if that does happen, he won't be affected by it in the way in which I want to affect him by it. So I'm just going to move on to somebody else. That's what happens. That was a really long winded answer to a question that uh, it doesn't even come up. So that's kind of ironic. Tom, please paint something would be interesting to see. Would it be interesting because you would want to see what I'd be painting or you want to see my paint skill? Because those are two different, very different things there, my friend Tom. Are you trying to see... I'm, I'm teasing, man. Um, I I haven't painted... I'm rusty when, when it comes to painting because it's been years, literally. Um, and I... Like, paint color names even, they're, they're not on the tip of my head here. They, they are... I would have to look them up and be like, man, it's been so long since I've seen that and used it. And Oh, okay, cool. It seems like a, a new color. It kind of seems like, it feels like I'm a new painter at this point in time because it's been so long since I painted, which is ironic because I've painted so many models, but it doesn't feel like I have because I haven't done it in so long. Does that make sense? Paint Emperor's Children. Well, in Max Gaming Studios, I will... No, I won't paint Emperor's Children. I'm sorry. Um, if I'm going to paint something, it's going to be uh, either Corn or uh, Black Legion. Or I was thinking of actually making a Market Dave army where they, they are black, but they're modeled with like their hands, um, just their hands without their weapons. And so I can count them as anything I want to. But that was just an idea. Are there any plans for a mini wargaming Christmas special this year? Well, the chosen one. Um, You know, time is a funny thing because we would need to be filming it now in order to release it then. And we are so busy with stuff. If it did happen, it would be squeezed in. Um, It hasn't been planned. So um, I won't say no, but I won't say yes. Weird flex, but okay. 
weird flex. I'm not sure what that means, cat fee, shh, 666, but uh, I'm going to go on to the next comment. The Rising 8, I find painting my minis so zen. Everything else just falls away, and all that remains is the brush and the model. That's interesting. I picture a brush and model, and I picture nothing else. Even you fall away. How is that possible to paint the model without you there? Super Wasp King. Yes, absolutely. I like the idea of Free Guild being painted. Free Guild being painted. Hmm. Swashbuckler Jim. The question is, ever should I paint models? The answer is always yes. I will... I'm thinking... I will definitely paint something. I don't know what it is, and I don't know when it's going to be. But I do I do have a desire still to paint something and to work on something. I think that'd be neat. It might be for charity. I might paint up a squad and then sell it and then give the proceeds to charity. I think that might be something that I would do. But to paint it up for my own collection, that to me doesn't make sense just because of the painting partner program and the time that's spent and everything that I'm doing Um I think it'd be better served to do something else. Save the best for last. Corn. Yes. Um, yeah, definitely corn. Uh, Kurt is the word. Hi, Dave. Great that you are joining the live chats. Love them. Are we going to see you in a role-playing game again? I really enjoyed you in the first one. Also, at the end of the Kill Team series you did with Matt, you were talking about a new season. Is this still in the planning? Well... Let me tell you. Let me tell you a couple things there. One, yes, I will be part of a role-playing series in some fashion at some point in time. It's going to probably be the new year, and I I have interest in futuristic and in fantasy, so it actually doesn't matter what system I'm part of. It will be something. I actually like being a player, and I like being a games master or a DM. It's either I like doing everything, so it doesn't matter what it is. Because I like the acting and the dramatic so much, it's fun for me to be the D- the DM because then I can be multiple characters. It's also fun for me to be a player because it's fun to act as the character that I'm acting as. Uh, so it's all fun for me. So I'll definitely do something. Um, in terms of the kill team, I will do a kill team. I want to do a combination of a live kill team battle reports and filmed kill team battle reports. So that's actually a question that I have for you guys. Would you like to see kill team campaigns? Um, would you like me to do kill team campaigns? That's the question. Campaigns would be filmed. They wouldn't be live streamed. They would all be battle reports, obviously. But uh, that's actually something that I was doing as well. I was making some straight up Black Legion kill teams. And it was fun doing that. And I think it'd be fun to do some sort of theme where it's a campaign. It's a small campaign. I like their system. It's uh, sleek. It's simple, and it's uh, easy to pick up right away. You can pick it up in a few minutes, and you just start playing. The missions are quick. You can make a lot of custom missions too. So that that's that potential is really big for me to just dive right into it and do it on a continual basis. Should have six Lanesh lists, seven Nurgle, eight Corn, and nine Zinch. If you're talking about the rolling of the dice and figuring out the amount of armies for the amount of lists. I like that idea, actually. That sounds like a really, really, really good idea. You know what? The more I think of it, the more I'm going to do that. The question is, how do I... Well, I guess I could just, you know, roll a, a D8 for the corn, and I can roll a D8 for Nurgle and take out option number one, right? Take out the first result. 
D, a D, uh, 9 would be a D10 for Zinch. I'd roll a D10. Okay. Yeah, I like that. And then the other two are one of six options, I suppose. That's actually a really good, good idea, Adam Betts. For when people come in and I roll to see which Chaos patron I will be representing on the battlefield and which army I'll field of that patron. And when I roll the dice, it will be corresponding to the patron that I'm representing. Eight armies for corn, nine for Zinch, seven for Nurgle, six for Slanesh. Kurt's the word. More randomness is always great. You are not wrong, sir. Zyko888, maggotkin. Zyko888, excited to see that. I am excited for you to watch it and to look at your comments to see what I should field next. Nanomizer. Would it be a good handicap? Would it be a good handicap for a new player to let them roll d8s while I roll d6s? What would be the purpose in doing this, I wonder? It would be interesting. It would be an interesting experiment. I wonder how d8s would work, though. Um, are you talking about role-playing games? Are you talking about Warhammer? Because you play Warhammer, how does it even work with Warhammer? It would be interesting. I think, oh, I see. So, like, they beat you. If it's 7 or 8, they beat you. It's a good question. Maggotkin. Yuck. I hate disgustingly resilient units. So frustrating to play against when people make like 70% of the rolls. Well, Althean, uh, that's not the case with me. I don't make 70% of the rolls. I make about 33% of the rolls. It's a pretty on par, actually. Butters of Doom. Cheers, Dave. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Jay Vagabond, Dave, do you have any plans to join any of the upcoming RPG content Matt is working on? Yeah, the answer is yes, I do. Uh, oh, here's a, a fun thing of note, by the way. Uh, Matt and I played RPG games when we were kids, growing up. In fact, the first one that I ever played was with Matt, and I was, how old was I? Was I 10? I think I was 10 years old. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, that was 24 years ago, my friends. That was the first one I've ever played, and it was called Fighting Fantasy. So for those of you who have played that game, I believe it's a Steve Jackson game. Very simple system. I mean, talking like really simple system. Uh, you know, I was a barbarian. Um, his brothers also played. One was a dwarf. I think one was an elf. Um but I loved playing the Barbarian because I was, in my mind, you know, I was, I was the biggest and the strongest. And and it was interesting because the skill, which was the attack, was just a straight-up number. And we would roll. It was either a d6 or 2d6. It might have been 2d6. We'd roll 2d6, and we'd add that result to our skill level, and we compare it against our opponent. And it was such a simple system. But for some reason, it was just so much fun the simplicity was so much fun, and I will never forget those days. as very fond memories of that. And then from there, we played other role-playing games like uh, Mech Warrior. Uh, and then there was one, actually, that he made up. Uh, Matt created his own role-playing system when he was a teenager, later teenager, early 20s. He made one up. Uh, and there was a time as well when he was gone for a couple of years, and I GM'd with the group for a couple of years when he was gone and I did that mech warrior. So futuristic. And that was a lot of fun back then. I played resident evil a lot. So I was really inspired by zombies and 
grotesque growths. And this is before chaos was even introduced to me. So I was already down that path of chaos at that point in time. I was a teenager at this point. And so I knew that's where I was going to end up, right? It was inevitable. It was going to happen. But that was fun. That was, that's my, and I've done a little bit of D&D as well. Uh, I played some D&D uh, with Matt and not with Matt, uh, but only a little bit of D&D for role-playing. Uh, and and then uh, since we've done This Is Not a Test, so post-apocalyptic role-playing game. Now, that was a combination tabletop miniature and role-playing game, which was a lot of fun. And we also did uh, the Blue Collar Heresy, so that was fun as well. And in addition to this, as as it pertains to the campaigns, I've recently completed the Rangers campaign, which I filmed with Steve. We filmed 12 episodes, and they will be released very soon. There's a combination of role-playing and tabletop miniature wargaming with that one as well. The role-playing is interesting. There's one specific mission in particular that I'm thinking of where uh, I acted out the characters and Steve had to act back. Now, it was interesting because Steve was the GM for this campaign and I was the narrative writer because I'm familiar with the lore and the story and the characters of the Rangers. And and so I was writing that as Steve was using that narrative and crafting it into a mission. And so there was a combination of both. So that was a, that was a hybrid and very fun to do. And again, very I, I can't wait to get your response for that when that comes out. Uh, for the low, low price of a million dollars, Zyko888. I think that will mess up their perception rolling the wrong dice. I'm looking at comments here, not in order. Megakin. No, I already read that. Cheers, Dave. Uh, any chance I could get a permanent home in the Munker? Oh, I see. For the low, low price of a million dollars, that makes more sense. In fact, you know what? I think I would give you a permanent home in the bunker for a million dollars. I think that's uh, that's kosher. Uh, what do you think, Hunter? If you're watching this, I think that's a good idea. I think that's a good idea. Dave, I saw an old how to make a game table video you made a long time ago. I'd love to see an update on that or even just some of your building plans for bunker tables. So the building plans for the bunker tables won't be released because those are near and dear to my heart um, they are they're all custom right and those will only be able to be seen when you come to the bunker so that is your incentive to get off your butt and come to the bunker when it's done june that's when it's going to be officially open that's the grand opening time and an exact release date will be released later but plan for that month or beyond if you plan on coming up to mini wargaming around that time of the year Mini Wargaming, fun play is way better than competitive play. Black Wolf U96, I absolutely agree. It is much better than competitive play. Because is that not the reason after all? Is that not why we're fighting? Is that not why we're doing what we're doing? We're doing it for fun. If we're not doing it for fun, why are we doing it? We need to do something else. If there are some sort of issues that we have that we're... Real, this is some sort of outlet, then boxing is perfect right there's other outlets for other things because this 
this is just my opinion, man. I, I, I think this should just be done for fun. There's what other reason? Can can you think of a better reason? You know, like, and when when I say outlet, I don't mean. I mean like because I I know that some people like they is to relax. It's and that to me equates to fun. When you have fun doing something, then your troubles are forgotten, and you are enjoying what you're doing. So it should be done for enjoyment. That's really what I mean to say. And that's that's where the therapy comes in. That's where it comes in for me anyway. Interesting to see what you would paint, model selection, color schemes, and such. Tom. Oh, yes. Um, I am certainly open to ideas for that. Nanomizer, who gets to play the first game slash who has played the first game on that massive, on that new massive imperial table fortress you had built? Um, I think there was a game played on it already, but I can't tell you who it was because I don't remember. Iron Dreadlord, because it wasn't me. Haha, thanks for the details answer. Much appreciated. Yes, uh, I kind of went off on a tangent there. Uh, D. McCrab, will Zimbabwean dollars work? Well, if they work in the world market, then just a matter of converting them. Zergadlergadlerg. Hey, Dave, if and hopefully when they make a new Abaddon model, do you think they'll make him huge, like Bobby G size? Yes. You know what? Now's the time to show you this Abaddon model. I think it's I think it's appropriate. There's no better time to show you the Abaddon model than right now. I'm just looking for the old one to give you a size comparison. Okay, here we go. Thanks to a Mr. Thomas Schub, I have acquired this new Abaddon model. So here's the old one. Okay. Uh, it might be a little blurry, but it, it's only the size that you're looking at right now anyway. This is the new one. Okay. You might recognize his body from a different Primarch. Forget that. He's no longer that Primarch. He is Abaddon now. That's his uh, new size, and this is uh, the Abaddon model that I will be bringing on the battlefield now and forever. Because in my mind, this is how big Abaddon should be. Or at least close to this. This is really big, man. This is Gilliman-sized. And to me, it's it's very appropriate. Leave your comments. Please let me know what you think of the size of the model. I'm personally very happy with it. Well, it's funny you should say that, Tom Shub. I didn't see your next comment, which said, please show off your custom Abaddon model. Well, it's funny I should do that, and you should leave that comment way before I did it, and I didn't see the comment. That means we're thinking of the same thing. I like it. So, Deep Monka, hmm? Mini Wargaming. If I, this is uh, 04 STEO2. That probably says something. Probably says something, but I'm not going to try to read what it says. Mini Wargaming, if I want to play both. If I want to play Path of Glory, do I need both the Path of Glory book and the Battle Tome of the armies I want to play? So you're saying Battle Tome, so I'm assuming you're meaning AOS. Um, I would get the Path of Glory book and the Battle Tome, yes, because you need the uh, data sheets for the models, for the units that you'll be fielding. So when I played AOS Path of Glory, that's what I had. So I would recommend the same. You, You can go digital, and you can do digital for both. 
but I, I would absolutely recommend that. Lictorin. Chaos Battle Royale idea. Four players each roll on a pre-generated army list. List for what to field. Then each round, they'll roll to see which army they are in charge of, so that each round, someone new would be controlling each army and having to either stick with the previous strategy or try to do something else with the army for their turn. Ah, that's interesting. That's interesting. I like it. Wow. Okay, picture this, all right? Just just to kind of springboard off of your idea there, Lictorin. You have four armies. Each is a different patron god, different themed, right? It's probably, it could even be like a thousand points. It doesn't have to be overly large, right? Just just enough where you're represented on the table. And going with your idea of changing, I think it would be neat to have everyone roll off and the winner chooses which one. And then the next in line, the next highest, chooses their next one and so forth. So there could be, there could be an army that you want more than another, and there could be a coveted army. And that way, later on in the battle, if you win the roll-off, then you can choose. You have choice if you win the roll-off, which army you're fielding. And at the very end, of course, there has to be something one, like, uh, I don't know, maybe a chaos army is one. At the, the winner wins their own chaos army. I think that'd be neat. But a very cool battle royale idea. I love it. I think that's really cool. Thank you for the idea. In fact, you know what? This is what we have to do with good ideas. You've got to write them down. Otherwise, they are forgotten. They are lost in the warp, and they don't happen. For player battle royale idea for gods of chaos armies fight each other um, alternating who controls them? Winner wins a chaos army. There's the idea. I'd rather see Sigmar. That's the next comment. Interesting. Um, Moo too. I would love a narrative kill team campaign. Uh, yeah, you know, that'd be interesting because right now, the, I mean, the kill team that we've done has not been narrative. It's just been a straight up campaign where you, you follow along with the models and you see the gameplay. But a narrative kill team campaign would be fun. And I think that'd be very easy to do as well. Saronath. Heck yes, that'd be great. Curtis, the word. Both sound great. You as a GM or the live kill team. Uh, thank you. Uh, yes, kill teams and MMG Dave equals awesome sauce. Thank you, Dr. McCrab. I called you doctor. It's actually D. McCrab, but you're a doctor in my eyes. Olive was here. Oliver was here. My entire family is downstairs decorating my Christmas tree, and I'm sat in my room watching Shrine of Chaos. Yes, that is the better choice. Because you're with your true family now. No, I don't know what I'm saying. Ah, uh, yes, priorities. Absolutely. Altheon, Mini Wargaming, how do you lose? How did you lose your weight? I recall seeing you in an old video and you were significantly larger than now. Well, uh, let me tell you how I lost weight. Okay, there's actually been a couple times that I've lost a significant amount of weight. 
First time was uh, 2012. I started at 233 pounds. For those of you in the UK who measure in stone, you're out of luck. I can't tell you the conversion. For those of you in North America, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Although I think that a pound is like, or one stone is 32 pounds or 24 pounds. I, I don't know. I, I forget. But I, I lost a lot. Okay. Um, I started at 233 and I had this competition with Matt and uh, Mike, Mike Cousins, for those of you who remember him. We had this one month challenge to lose 30 pounds. Not the most healthy thing in the world. Obviously, you want weight loss to be consistent and healthy, but this was rapid weight loss any which way we can achieve it. And uh, the winner was just uh, the winner. The winner was the winner, had bragging rights and whatever. So to be honest, I didn't want to do it. Uh, Matt was actually the one really pushing it at first. And so I'm like, oh, okay, fine, we'll do it. And we all weighed in the first one. I weighed 233, Matt weighed 222, and I think Mike was like 211 or something like that. And the next week, like the only thing I changed about my anything exercise or diet for that first week was I drank water and I didn't eat after dinner. Everything else stayed the same. I still ate junk. I still did all the other stuff, but I only, I replaced all my consumption of liquids with water, no more soda pop or juice or anything like that. And the next week I went in, I lost eight pounds. I went from 233 to 225 and I was like, man, I did nothing pretty much and I lost eight pounds and you know there's there's a lot of people that I can't tell that to because they get really jealous you're like man I try so hard to lose weight and I can't lose weight and you do nothing you lose eight pounds so um, I it was good I mean I'm like okay well you know what I wonder if I actually tried maybe I can actually lose more and so the next week I altered it a little bit more and you know I tried I did light exercise started walking because I was very sedentary at the time Uh, and the thing that really got me was I was on the couch one night and I saw this commercial of this dude and it just showed his belly and he was grabbing his belly fat. And I said, is this you? Can you grab your fat like this around your midsection? If you can, then you are at risk for diabetes. And I was like, as I was doing this, I was literally lying on my back on the couch, eating from a bag of chips, like stuffing myself and be like, oh man, that's me. Um, that's scary. I, I don't, I don't want that to happen. Uh, and so I, I kicked it up a notch. And the next week I went in, uh, I lost a little bit more weight. And then from there, I started altering, you know, doing a little more changes as well. So my breakfast uh, consisted of oatmeal and trail mix and eggs and avocado and drinking more water and eating multiple times a day, not just three meals, and but they're smaller meals. And so eating more frequently and again, not eating after dinner. And, and by the way, disclaimer, I'm not at all an expert on anything, nutrition, food, exercise. I, I'm just an average dude who found a way to lose weight that worked for him at that time. And I kept on going. Each each week we went in and we weighed ourselves. And at the end of the month, was it one month or was it two months? I don't remember how long the competition was. Maybe it was two months. I think it might have been two months, not a month. But either way, 30 pounds in two months is actually still really good. At the end of the competition, uh, Mike had dropped out. So he wasn't doing it anymore. And it was just me and Matt. And I lost 27 pounds and Matt lost 18 pounds. And so that was really fun. So none of us reached the 30, but I got really close and I just kept on going. After the competition was over, I just kept on going. Uh, We lifted weights, lifted weights at lunchtime. That was the rule. We got weights and more weights. We added weights to the weight set here at Mini Wargaming. And so the rule was, if I am at work, I will work out at lunchtime because there's no reason not to. 
It's literally 10 steps away. What reason is there not to? What's the excuse not to do it? There was no excuse. So we did that. And in about six months' time, lost 70 pounds. So I actually went all the way down to 157. So that's the uh, the lowest I was as an adult. And that's when um, that's when obliques started to be visible, which is really weird because that didn't even happen when I was younger. So that was pretty cool. Um, it actually got to the point where I became so thin that my wife said, Dave, you're getting too skinny. Uh, I like you with a little more meat on you. So I remember the first time I had popcorn because at this point I had so drastically changed everything that I cut out carbs, which I don't recommend now, by the way. I, I cut out like start every type of carb. It was just vegetables and protein basically that I was eating. Uh, and yeah, I was, there's like no excess body fat, uh, very little. I dropped to 10% body fat, which again was really neat because I was really light on my feet and I, I was a, I was a thin guy, you know, I wasn't a thicker guy for my frame. Um, and kind of a neat experience. And that, that happened for a long time, a number of years. So I, I stayed in that zone for a good amount of time. It was a few years, two or three years. And then I started to slowly put the weight back on because the first time I had popcorn, that was the downfall. Because in my mind, I thought, I can eat popcorn. I'm skinny now. This won't touch me. And I was right and wrong. At the time, it didn't touch me. That one bag of popcorn didn't. But 100 bags of popcorn would touch me because I would have 100 over the next three years. Heck, no, that's about right, probably. I have popcorn often, so that's probably about right. Uh, and that's not just popcorn. It's more. It's like chips and pop and junk. And I gained the weight back. I went all the way back up to about 215. So that's the, the highest that I went up to. And this is just uh, not too long ago, to be honest. Pretty recent. Uh, and my wife she wanted to lose weight and so she wanted to do weight watchers and this is like back in march i guess it was around march and i thought you know what okay i i kind of want to do something i don't exactly want to do something but i do want to do something and i want to support her and his and her decision so i'm going to do this i will support her not just by saying yes sweetie you can do it i believe in you it was i'm going to eat exactly what you eat that's my way of supporting you so your regime, whatever it happens to be with Weight Watchers, the thing that I would never do on my own, I will do. And so that's exactly what I did. I ate everything she ate, grain for grain, right down to the smallest detail. And I lost uh, 30 pounds doing that. So that was, that was pretty cool. I lost more than 30 pounds. Um, I went down to 170 and again, felt great. Uh, I was doing really, really well. And uh, and that's where I'm at about right now. Um, I'm hovering within the 170s right now. Um, I recently got a gym membership. Uh, and because typically I just do push-ups, and that's kind of my main, maintenance type of exercise. But I've, I, I want to do rock climbing. And so in order to train for rock climbing, I'm doing a lot of pull-ups and grip strength exercises and knuckle push-ups and, and some weight training as well. Uh, doing squats and overhead press, bench press, like all the main main workouts with the exception of deadlifts. I don't do deadlifts because of my back. I don't want to risk um, injuring my back because I have injured it in the past. And those seem to work out really well because I've gone rock climbing a couple times. And as much as I can do it because I'm lighter on my feet now, 
there's a lot of challenging courses that I can't do because I just simply lack the grip strength to do it. But I know that I can improve this grip strength because I want to do it with my son, who's seven years old, who does rock climbing. Well, who went with me twice. He loves rock climbing and he, he's able to do these challenging courses because he weighs 48 pounds and has no weight to carry. Plus, he's really agile and athletic. He plays soccer all the time, and he's he's into this stuff, right? He really wants to do it. He watches Ultimate Beastmaster, and so he gets really excited. And it's all the rock climbing dudes that win the competition, by the way, because they're, they're dudes who are lighter on their feet. They have strong grip strength, and they're just able to withstand all of the obstacles in the way. And it was fun and inspiring. So that's what I'm training for right now. I'm training for rock climbing purposes. To answer your question about how I lost the weight... That's how I did it. I inadvertently did Weight Watchers with my wife, uh, and I am now training for rock climbing. One of the things I always loved about Bat Raps on MWG is that it's like going to my local shop and watching people play. Uh, Geofits, thank you, and good afternoon to you too. And the campaign stuff is a lot of entertainment. Thank you again. Uh, Nike321, when will we see the Apocalypse game you, ple- you played, and where will we see it? We will see it very shortly. Uh, and we will see it soon uh, in the next week or two. It's going to actually be posted. It'll be very, very shortly. Uh, Geofits, the Abaddon conversion is sweet. Thank you. And uh, it's not mine. I can't take credit for it. Um, but thank you, Tom, for um, including it as part of the army that you sold to me. Man, that is the beast of conversion. Yes, it absolutely is. I think we're going to need a bigger bolt gun. Yes. Butters of Doom. Absolutely. Goody googly moogly. Fan Jad Jag As Alscar Chaos. A zappy Elite. I'm not sure what that means, but I don't disagree. Rosnos. The right choice is always Nurgle. Well, Nurgle is definitely a choice. That could be right. A lot of times. Corn, corn, corn. I don't disagree, Clancy Murphy. Moo too, Zappy Elite. I keep on saying Elite. Elite plus one. Geofits, 16.5 stones. According to Google, one kilogram equals 2.2 pounds. Now that's kilos. That's not stone. Uh, Black Wolf U96. That's a lot of stones. Yep. Sorry, pounds. Ah, okay. Got you. You made, you corrected yourself. 14 pounds equals one stone. 14 pounds. That's what it is. Uh, Oliver was here. Dave is the best war- mini wargamer. Well, that is very kind of you to say so. Um, I I wouldn't agree with that. Um, I disagree, but I very kind words. Thank you. Cat fee. Uh, it ha- it's crazy how much weight you lose when you drop sugar. You know what? That is absolutely true. Your, your sugar definitely makes you hold weight, and I believe a lot of it's water weight. Oliver was here. Ouch. I'm right here. Uh... Oh, wait. Okay, wait. That's Aaron. You're talking about stuff. Above average, dude. Come on, man. Give yourself some credit. I'm not sure what you're talking about there. These are older comments. How cold is up there? It's like 20 degrees Fahrenheit down here in Utah. Well, it's definitely not 20 degrees Fahrenheit. Welland temperature. Zero degrees outside. We're talking Celsius, though. Do the conversion, and you'll know exactly how cold it is. All right, just bugging you. Uh, it's 32 and well in today. Oh, there you go. I lost 42 pounds over five months. It was hard at first, but got better over time, especially the extra energy I had at the end of it all. Yes, extra energy is a thing, and that's definitely something that happens when you lose the weight. Matt did Weight Watchers too, right? 
Uh, he did do Weight Watchers. I'm not sure how he's doing on it now, if he's currently still doing it. Also, will the bunker have a weight room? Yes, it does currently have a weight room. There's a weight rack in there now. It's in amongst all the dust of the construction because it's iron. Let's face it, it's not going to bother it if it gets a little dust on it. But it is there. There will be a weight room at the bunker. I just got a membership at a gym in the meantime until the bunker is ready to be open. Cheer 100, cheer 100. Um, Misamiso82, hello, Dave, Mini Wargaming. How is the film making going? Do you want to make another feature once the bunker is done? Any ideas of what you want to do? Many things. Um, so I, yes, I, I will always have the desire to do a f more films. Absolutely. Um, I like having a wife and a business partner. So um, I think that I won't be doing a feature film anytime soon. So um, short films are probably what I'll be working on if I work on something in the near future or if I do do a feature film. Um, I definitely won't edit one because that took way too much time. It took a year and a half to edit it. So I won't be doing that again. Um, and I've learned my lesson there. But uh, I think I had to learn it so that I learned never to do it. So it's one of those things where it's like that there's, there's no stopping me at the beginning. There's no, no convincing me otherwise that it was the best idea for me to edit the film myself. But... Now that I've done it, and I've just really, really, really learned that I don't want to do it never again because that was that was too much. What would I do? What would I want to do it on? Um, my the next movie definitely wouldn't be about Tao. If it was, they'd be the enemy, and we'd kill them in the end. So maybe it is going to be about Tao horror movie. Well, I've already made a Tao nightmare short film. Tao nightmare short short film. Search for Dave's Tao nightmare on YouTube, and you will find the short film that we've made here at Mini Wargaming. Age of Sigmar or 40K? Well, that'd be interesting. Uh, I don't think I'd necessarily do one of those. Or maybe, I don't I don't know. It would actually be kind of fun to do, get a, get a Space Marine costume and, you know, do an Imperial Guard type of fighting Xenos video. I say these things because I recently saw that the Guardsman short film with the massive space ring costume in it and cool special effects. It was actually really well done. It was a fan film, short film. I think it was like five minutes long. Very impressive. Uh, it was the most impressive fan film, short film I've ever seen. A great way to strengthen your hands is push-ups, even using your knees, but instead of your full hands, just fingers or hand grips. Yeah, uh, just fingered push-ups would be certainly really difficult to do i don't even know if i'd be able to do you know what I'll, i can try it i did knuckle push-ups this morning maybe i can do just fingered push-ups and then work my way to uh you know um, thumb and three finger push-ups and eventually do what my uncle could do uh bruce lee the, the two fingered push-ups on one hand um i'm just kidding uh, he's not my uncle Probably rolling over in his grave. Of course, he's my uncle. I think you could do a feature, but with low-budget stuff, you actually need to be more organized with production post-slash-post-stuff. Oh, yes. And this next time, I would definitely hire a production manager because uh, I had to do all that this time. And it was uh, quite the experience to be a production manager because I, I've learned that uh, logistics is uh, challenging when organizing over 100 people that's hard that is hard to do because at the end of the day i just want to 
write, act, and direct. Those three things. Like everything else, I don't get as much fun out of doing. I think you could do a few. Uh, da, da, da. Otherwise, it just eats time. Yes, you're absolutely correct. We're talking about the same thing. What do you think about Vigilus? What don't I think about Vigilus? All quiet along the Tempest Front. Tempestus Front. A short series set in the trenches of Lania 41. That would be interesting. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, it would be interesting to do some sort of 40K short film. Uh, having done the live action slash tabletop miniature role, tabletop miniature campaign hybrid, I would say that it is within the realm of possibility to do more of that in the future more hybrids in the future because right now the story times are either images of models or possible illustrations or a combination of both but doing the live action for some reason just sets it above the rest in a totally different way i don't know why but it does do that um and it's just really neat really really cool to do so okay so i think it's about time we give away the hell drake so let's go on that. But you know what? Before we do that, before we do that, there is one very important thing that we got to do. And that includes a little thing called YouTube. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick a video. Because we're going to do a chaos comment bomb. For those of you who are on the shrine for the very first time, who have never seen it before, chaos comment bomb is when I post a link to a YouTube video in the chat and stay on Twitch, by the way. Go to a video on YouTube and you leave a comment on the video that I leave. And the comment could be something like, Dave says hi, or the Eye of Terror sees you, or uh, big hugs from Papa Nurgle, or uh, follow chaos and uh, make the right choice in life. Or really, it could be whatever you want it to be. It doesn't matter. But something along those lines. So I am going to leave a chaos comment bomb. We are going to leave that together because that is tradition. And I need to just simply choose the video. All right. Let's see. Okay, I think I know what I want to do. I know what I want to do here. Yes. Okay, let's see. This one. All right, I got a video here. This one has 11 comments on it so far. I think we can beat that amount of comments. I think we, as the followers of Chaos, can definitely beat this. Are you guys ready for it? Because it's going to happen. Okay, again, I'm going to leave a link in the chat. I'll leave it a couple times. That brings you to a YouTube video. We're going to leave comments on this YouTube video. This is going to be funny because... Um, by the way, for those of you who don't know him, his name is Aaron. Cool Guys Nation is a YouTube channel. He makes uh, Warhammer 40k bat reps. He also does other tabletop miniature games. He also does other board games. But he covers, I would say, primarily 40k. He even has a studio of his own in his factory in Chicago. I'm going to take a look at the comments here because it's fun. Hey, Altheon, I did not say that. I would never say that, 
And that's not nice, but it's kind of funny, but it's still not nice. I'm going to refresh it again because it's fun to uh, see the refreshing comments. No, the comments that are refreshed. Yes, there you go. It's, see, it's fun to see the updated comments. Chaos comment bomb, the comment bombs are fun, especially when they are linked to the phones of the people who have these YouTube channels because their phones explode and go nuts. And that's my life goal today is to explode Aaron's phone because it would just be funny. I, I think it would just be funny to do. Uh, and uh, he needs a new phone. It really comes down to that. He just needs to get a new phone. Okay, so we've doubled his comments. There's now 22, but I think we can do better than even that. So if you haven't clicked on the link, participate with us. Click on the link, leave a comment on this video, and just watch him go nuts because we're, we're spreading the love of chaos. And uh, the goal of chaos is just to create pure anarchy everywhere it goes. That's, that's really what the goal of chaos is, right? Okay, that's a little better. Yeah, that's good. Oh, it's so much fun, man. I, I love this. This, you know, I'm I'm gonna wait until there's a thirty. Wait till okay, twenty nine. All right, one more. Yep, there's thirty comments. Okay, there you go. All right, thirty comments. <laughs> let's get. This is wait. No, I'm gonna wait till thirty three comments because if I wait till thirty three, then that would be one twice three times three times as many. Okay. Or is it twice as many? I don't know. If you start with 11 and you end with 33, is that twice as many or three times as many? It feels like three times as many, but it's only, it's not three times as many as when they started with. I don't know. It's kind of confusing. 30, oh, only 31. We just need two more comments, man. Then we'll move on to the next thing. Because when we move on to the next thing, it's going to be fun for everyone. Believe me. Trust me. By the way. See this? I showed you guys last week. Hold on. One more refresh here. 34. Okay, there we go. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for helping me to participate in that chaos comment bomb. A lot of fun. I hope you guys had fun doing that. Really, it, it's too bad you guys don't see the, the reaction of the people. Because, like, I get to see that because they message me afterwards. And they're like, Dave, crazy comment bomb. Or, Dave, my phone exploded. Thanks for the comment bomb. All that stuff. It's really fun for me. So really, you guys are doing me a favor by doing that because I, I'm really the only one who sees it, right? So you guys are great. Thank you for that. Okay, now to, to show you this because this is something that uh, I showed you last week. But if you didn't get a chance to tune in last week, here we go. Okay, this is the campaign that we are starting in two days from now, less than two days, technically, right, Tom? This was a special ca campaign written by Miles Drake. Miles Drake is Black Library author. Um, custom campaign: Space Wolves versus Death Guard. It's going to be 40k campaign, a straight up 40k campaign. The system is the regular rules of 40k with uh, campaign rules added. The campaign rules are upgrades of units, also death charts, unit death charts. Each unit is uh, unique, has its own name, has its own narrative, and has special rules attached to each one. So the whole thing was created from scratch. Heck, this guy right here. This is uh, Reshef 
the alchemist. He is the um, protagonist slash antagonist, depending on which way you're looking at it. He's my character in it. I'll be playing Death Guard. Tom Shub will be feeling the Space Wolves. And, oh, by the way, Tom, would you like me to send you the attachments for the Space Wolves just so you can familiarize yourself with them? I could do that just so when you come in on Friday, you have a better idea of what uh, the units are instead of it all being brand new to you. I don't know. It's up to you. I can do it if you want. If not, that's fine too. Let me know. So that's what this is. This character that you're looking at right now is Reshef the Alchemist. His goal is to spread the world pox. And uh, the ways in which he does that are pretty phenomenal. And he is a converted model. Lee is literally converting him as we speak right now. That is the body of a Belogus. Belogus. I'll say Belogus. Putrefier. The arm of a Death Guard, because that's the uh, Blight Grenade, and the body of a Puscoil Blight Lord. The conversion's going to be sweet. I can't wait. Oh, uh, where is it? Yes. Yes, uh, where is it? i, I got to show you this. Here we go. Bolverk. Okay, and this is Bolverk. This was a converted model for the campaign. Do you see it? Yes, you can see that a little bit better. It's really dark, but... You can kind of get the idea. So this is the Space Wolf Captain Bulverk, and a custom model that uh, Lee made according to the narrative. He's got, um, he's double axed. He's got skulls on his belt as uh, war trophies. He's got this shaggy black hair, white skinned. His cloak is uh, flowy and pelty. And he is exactly as he is described in the narrative so really neat how oh he needs large he's larger than your typical space little cat he's big big giant dude he's not quite he's not quite primaris sized but he is almost primaris sized in, in his largeness so very neat um, some custom models made for the campaign a lot of the other ones we have already and uh stay tuned for that guys I'm so excited to, to do that because uh, I have a funny feeling that this is something that we're going to be doing quite a lot of. And perhaps one of the things will be for uh, for Kill Team. Who knows? Who knows how it's going to work? And uh, here's some questions. Dave, uh, one, of the, one of these days you need to do a... Hold on, looking at the comments here. Looks amazing. Okay, here we go. And Death Guard, sweet. That is awesome. That looks amazing. Super excited. What kind of point level with the campaign uh, will the campaign be played at? Well, it's uh, it's a combination of uh, multi-sized games, right? Some will be 1,000 points. Some will be 1,500. Some will be 2,000. Like, it's all going to be variable. It'll be all within there. But there's quite a, quite a few units in each detachment, so... Good size games. Nice. Nurgle wins. Nurgle always wins. Nurgle dies. Nurgle wins. Nurgle is life. Nurgle wins. Uh, that's what I was going for. Just didn't type it all out. Yeah. Okay. Just read that part with the map flies again. So cool. Read that part with the map flies again. So cool. Oh, read that part with the map flies again. Oh, you want me to read that part again? Well, I read it last week. And you know what? You can actually, uh, if you are a Twitch subscriber, uh, you'll be able to watch that video on demand. That's last week's 
Shrine of Chaos. So for those of you who are watching this for free right now, um, but don't have access to all of the previous Twitch streams, all the on-demand videos, because you're not a Twitch subscriber, then I encourage you to do so. That is one of the ways in which you can support us. Because if you support us here on Twitch, that means more live stream content will be produced by us. In addition to all of the other live stream content or all the other regular content that we produce, which is in the Mini Wargaming Vault and on YouTube and everywhere else. But Twitch specifically, if you are not a Twitch subscriber to Mini Wargaming, then I encourage you to do so. Because if you do that, we will do more. All the all the live shows that you see basically on Mini Wargaming, the, the role-playing games, the vlogging type of shows, the Shrines of Chaos, the games, the bat reps. By the way, I plan on doing live Kill Team bat reps. So we're just uh, working on a setup for that right now. We're getting equipment in. That will be, that'll be soon, either in a few weeks or in the new year. It'll be really soon that we do that. Um, and I want to do that because they're smaller games. They're bite-sized. We've got to work on the right cameras. I've ordered a new camera that's coming in that can be wired in and attached and actually moved around on the battlefield as things are happening, in addition to an overhead cam and cams showing a dice tray. And just we have to work on the rig right now, the setup right now. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, upgraded to Silver Vault, but not subbed on Twitch. Well, if you are a Silver Vault member, then you get to see all of the videos on Twitch on demand anyway. So it's really, um, that's fine. Um, you already are able to see what I'm talking about. I would subscribe, but my parents won't let me. Well, um, that's where we tell them that um, if they don't subscribe, then Demon Prince will visit them in their sleep, and uh, um, that's uh, you can fill in the rest. All right, now it's time to give away the Meldrake. Are we all ready for this? I'm ready for this. Here's the question. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask you guys a question, and I'm going to type it here. And uh, you got to type in the response in order to be eligible to win. And then I'll roll the dice and a name will pop up. Okay, you ready for it? Ooh, what can I ask you? What can I ask you? That would be fun and fair. Fun and fair. It's really just a random question. It really doesn't matter what it could be. It could be anything. Any. Okay, I know. It's really easy. What is... Okay. What's the name of the army that this guy is from? Pretty simple. By the way, no uppercase letters, all lowercase. And it is two separate words. Yeah, we'll do two separate words here. If you've typed it with uppercase letters, even though that may be the proper way of spelling it, for the purposes of this giveaway, you will not be eligible. It has to be all lowercase. So if you space the, if you've uh, typed it with uppercase, you'll have to retype with just lowercase and two separate words. Yeah. I'll give you guys a minute considering that there might be a delay on some of the people streaming. So when you're watching this, I don't know, it could be like 
it's probably only like 10 seconds at most, but maybe it is 30 seconds somewhere. I just don't know. And because I don't know, and because I still see comments coming in, I am going to give you guys a few more seconds. And there's also the chance of you guys uh, typing it in incorrectly. Again, I'll give you more seconds. All right, I think that's about right. I'm going to roll the dice now, and let's see who wins this. Meldrake. Come on. Why doesn't this work? I understand why it didn't work now. Apologize, guys. You know when you like have a thing open for a really long time and you haven't logged out of it and then you click on the screen and nothing's working and you're actually not logged into it? That might have been what just happened. So let's assume, let's assume that that's what happened and uh, go ahead and type in the answer again, okay? Because it didn't work the first time. If it doesn't work this time, then I'll have to randomly pull one out like visually okay you guys have uh you have 10 seconds 10 9 8 7 6 5 4 3 2 1 and then there's also the 10 second delay so i'll wait another 10 seconds 10 9 8 7 6 5 4 3 2 one. There we go. Swidblad. Congratulations, Swidblad. You are the winner of this Meldrake. Contact me. Send me a message here on Twitch. And uh, include your name and shipping address. And this shall be shipped through the warp to you. Can't guarantee when it's going to arrive, though. You know, it is the Christmas season, so there's a lot of parcels being wisped around. So, uh, yes. You won, Squidblad. Remember to message, though, here on Twitch, okay? Name and shipping address. And then you are the winner. So congratulations. I am happy for your win. Um, and that's really the end of that story for today. So this is what we're going to do. Let me check the calendar. I got, I got to check this, guys, okay? Next week, let's see if we're on next week. We are on next week as well. So next week, there will be a Shrine of Chaos. And even the week after that, would you look at that? Would you look at that? That's good. There's going to be more chaotic giveaways. And I'll be able to give you an update on the campaign. Um, the campaign would not have been released yet, but it, will have, it would have been filmed. The first episodes would have been filmed. So I'll give you an update on it just to let you know how it went. I'm not going to tell you the outcomes of anything. I'll just tell you the experience and and the funness of that so okay let me see here just give me one moment
Swidblad, I just sent you a message, okay? Message me back on that. And that's how you win. When in doubt, you can click on the name of the person and choose whisper or send message or something like that. Yes, it is whisper or send message, one of the two. So that's, that's, how, you, that's how you do it. So this is where we end the Shrine of Chaos today. Thank you very much for tuning in. Stay tuned tomorrow. I believe there's a live show tomorrow as well. And for all of the other live shows that we are coming out with, live shows are a lot of fun for us. We want to continue doing them. So if you're not a Silver Vault member or a subscriber on Twitch, consider becoming one of the other. Um, if you become a Silver Vault member, then you get Twitch and you get everything in the vault. So that's actually the best deal. Otherwise, you could just uh, become a Twitch subscriber and then you'll get all the live stream uh, on-demand content. Thank you very much, guys. You are awesome. Stay tuned next week for the Shrine of Chaos. Happy Wargaming. And remember to um, not collect out if you want to make friends in life. You guys are awesome. Thanks, guys. <laughs>